come in. Oh. Hey, mate. That's not Hendo. Oh, yeah. Oh, it is. nice. Oh, that's good. Wait, let me get a photo of that. That's cool. That's brilliant. Love that. <laughs> I so, thought it'd be a good laugh. So no surprise that Hendo organized this uh, meeting without him and he gave you instructions and they didn't fucking work. Uh, it, he sent me the link and it looks like it's to his um, Rockstar Zoom account. Nice. And so he probably has to let me in. So what are you going to do? It's a Hendo. I mean, it's a fucking piss poor effort is what it is. But um, you, <laughs> you got a beer? I do. I'm about to crack one. I got a, uh, where is it? Oh, there you go. That's from my mates um, down at the Australian Brewery. James and, and Max and Carly and Dan. And is this a sponsored beer or just a, one you had? No, this is um, uh, ever since I went down there and did work experience, we sort of have like a little beer group and James and Max and I. So Max is at Filter now. He's a head brewer there. Oh, yeah. But, um, yeah, James and Max and I, we sort of send beers back around to each other um, whenever we've got something. So Nice. Cheers. I've got the, oh, I've got Hop Swap. Oh, nice. West Coast oh, IPA. Cool. I haven't tasted that one yet. Oh, man, it smells extremely good. Who doesn't love a West Coast IPA? Oh, crazy people, that too. <laughs> what are we, what's what's to your right there? Is it, oh, that's Hendo's glass. Okay, I see. That's that's cool. That's okay. Hendo's beer. Yeah, yeah. Nice. That's probably that's yeah. one of the funniest photos uh... I've seen too. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. I can. Uh, oh, what is it? I can change. I had a different one picked. So this is uh, that's Waikiki. That's where Hendo is. So he's oh, nice. Very good. Have you ever been to Hawaii? I have. I went to. I um had a business once doing WordPress support, and I started it by myself. And I told everyone I'd do like twenty-four hour a day WordPress support. Yep. But. And so I'd like go to sleep at night with like a live chat on my phone, like supporting these websites. And after like a month, I was like, this is fucking stupid. Like I can't do this. Yeah. And I had a guy reply to my blog um, and he was like, oh, I'm in America. I'm from, I'm from the Gold Coast. I'm in America. Why don't we like work together on it? And I'll do it for a month. We'll see how it goes. And if it works out, we'll like, we'll, we'll go in together. And after go. a month, it was going really well. The business started taking off and I was like, you know what? You can just have half of the business and um, you work over there. I'll work over here. And we 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 grew into this company that was like um, had like thirty developers around the world, and then we sold it to GoDaddy about two and a half years later. Yep. It was the craziest shit. But I didn't actually meet him for about a year. So we yeah, right. Just communicated back and forth on the internet, and then one day we were like, you know what, we should actually meet up. And we're like, well, what's what's in between? It's like Hawaii is pretty much in between. So we met for the first time in Hawaii, and then basically just spent like three or four days there, pretty much just drinking and eating. To be honest, not being very productive, and it was yep. where yeah. Hendo is now. Yeah, yeah. How nice is it there, eh? Sitting there on the beach awesome. and you're watching the sun going down, and you're like, "It's fantastic, dude." You walk out on the um, on those concrete sort of things. Yeah, and I went and went surfing. Like, we, we, it, this, so this was back in this was pre Black Ops. So we, I sold the business the day we opened Black Ops HQ, which was. June 18, 2016. So I started it in, I don't know, 2013. And yep. um, 
So I'd ne never been to America before, never really had American like food, didn't really know anything about it. And Hawaii's like, I mean, it's basically, it, it is America, isn't it? It's like, it's, it's America. Yeah. Um, and, you know, I went to Yard House. Except for all the spam. On tap. <laughs> What's that? Except for all the spam. <laughs> yeah. But yeah, the, but that but that whole experience was like the, just ribs and burgers and like all this this you know American smoked barbecue food breweries bars with a hundred beers on tap. Um, I was just like, this is this place is fucking awesome, and yeah, yeah. and yeah, surf um, as well. The surf I went there. amazing. Yeah, I went there on a um, on a cruise. We did. Um, oh, I was there for. About two weeks cruising around all the different islands. Um, so we went to four different islands. So like, um, we went on the scene the uh, set of Lost because that was when Lost was big. Oh, that was um, in Hawaii? Jurassic Park. Yeah, I yeah. mean Jurassic Park was. Yeah, that's like on the main island, isn't it? Yeah, yeah, I'm yeah. Not sure. So yeah, we went did that. Um, went to the to the Lost set. We um, went and did like tubing down these caves on Nah Willy Willy, and. Uh, yeah, heaps of cool shit. It was great. I'd go. I'd love to go back. Yeah, so cool. When you went to the Lost set, did they tell you why they fucked up the ending so badly, or did they not? They not mention that. <laughs> no, there was. It was a. It was a weird sort of private tour. They were. They were actually not filming at the time, um, but they. You could go on set to where all the places were, so you could go to like the waterfall where all the people were, and oh, yeah. um, the vine that everyone climbed up, and yeah, or just where the plane was like the plane was just in this paddock and shit yeah it was pretty weird but it was cool the plane was still too. there yeah yeah but in pieces like yeah, it was wow. just ready to be moved and go to different spots so That's yeah it was, it was pretty cool i just remember surfing and like i just went to like the waikiki bit which is where like you surf if you don't know how to surf which is pretty much the category i'm in and just getting these massive long boards you hire from the beach you paddle out miles it's all coral underneath you so just like, yeah. and there's a lot of people, but like this beautiful, like two foot glassy waves, the water was like crystal clear. You could see the coral as you were surfing over the coral. And then there's yeah. like turtles and shit popping up. It was like, this is mad. Yeah, it's, it's, it's pretty the awesome. Like, and then It's basically a city. It's like the Gold Coast. Oh, and then right, like just up the beach, there's like you can go to a one of the resorts and have a luai. Um, they've got all of that thing ready. There's dudes with like those big ass macaws and everything on yeah. their arms so you can get photos that you can buy a pearl out of an oyster that some dude has yeah like, just just shit going on everywhere that's great so good it, it, i also went there um before uber came out in australia and i was like really aggressively waiting for uber to come out in australia because i just hate taxis so much and i was just hearing about this company uber i'm like oh, please come to australia this is going to be the best thing ever and we went to hawaii and they had uber and like the second night we were there, it was like 5 p.m. And it got dark at like 6 o'clock. And we're like, we should go for a surf. I'm like, fuck, the beach is like two kilometers away. And like, we could literally get an Uber to go for a surf. I'm like, this is awesome. <laughs> so I got an Uber, went for a surf. Sun went down, went for beers, some dive bars. Oh, man, the best. Yep. Yeah, I bet he's having a good time. And Hendo already saw some brewery I saw on his Facebook. He's like, last week he was like, Mate. should I drink beer at all? And then the first photos, he's at a fucking brewery drinking beer. <laughs> exactly, because I asked him if he wanted to come over to my joint on Saturday to have some beers. And he goes, nah, I can't. I better, better just want to have my head clear for uh, for Hawaii. Before he even left Australia, he's drinking like three poor JD at the airport. <laughs> no. 
This thing apparently costs some serious coin too. So I hope he's, I hope he's getting good value out of it. Yeah, I think um, the whole thing, I've been talking to him a bit about it and it seems pretty good. I think he's pretty um, excited and can't wait to get it going. So, Yeah, nice. And what's happening with you before we get into the news? What's what's news in your part of the world? I saw your, your oh, feature mate, on yeah, Parkland. Just... That was pretty cool. Yeah, 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 it's good. So, yeah, me, um, I've been busy with work, obviously, having um, catchment take over ballistic as well. So there's a whole lot of stuff there that I'm helping do. Um, a lot of management up uh, that don't know everything about beer. and I don't either, but, you know. I'd like what's your, to what's your role then? Uh, sort of beer ambassador and sort of helping hospitality um, things come up and, and stuff. It's it's sort of hard, but it's it's good to see like a lot of the morale in the business has changed. There's obviously been a lot of people hurt with ballistic, but I don't yeah. I'm not hundred percent with ballistic. I'm catchment and fortitude um other places anyway. So it's not that, but it's good to see a lot of the morale and the people who are there has changed because they can see what we're trying to do and it's not the right. same business. But yeah, I don't I don't know. It's very hard. A lot of people don't think we're open still. Mm. And um a lot of people think that we're the same business. Uh, it's, yeah, it can get really difficult to explain that, but here's yeah, what it is. Just keep tricky thing keep to go moving. Gotta... For sure. Yeah. Yeah, and then um yeah, outside of that, doing the podcast with Joel, obviously we're going around filming people, talking to people, which is always good. So it's um yeah, we're up to fourteen episodes now, so it's pretty good. So you just do that kind of like in your spare time or like a schedule or yeah, Joel um joel does a lot of that sort of admin side he he'll just say to me he goes listen i'm i'm pretty busy over these sort of weeks but we need to tie up an interview in the next couple of weeks so uh, yeah. we can tie us over and yeah sometimes it's it's good with like like hendo's episode and things like that and maddie from moffat like those guys can just talk and keep talking and i'd be yeah. quite happy to sit there and listen every time i ask a question so um yeah you just sort of let it flow and let it go and well, normally we just run out of um, time just because of the battery on cameras or something like that. Because <laughs> otherwise, Joel's got to edit hours of footage. So yeah. yeah. So what's his background? Is he where's he working? He works. Um, he's a contractor for Helios. He does a lot of their videography and photography and stuff like that. Social media. Oh, yeah. He looks after all of that. Yeah. Um, but he did. He's a real plane nerd, and everything from you know set small two seater Cessnas right up to the. Um, F one eleven, or I don't know what they. I obviously don't know what they are. The Super Hornets and everything. Like he's right into the, um, Air Force and sort of shit. Yeah, he goes on to um, aircraft carriers, um, films them fighting. He's been in all sorts of planes. Yeah, he just he's a full nerd. We'll sit out there and he'll be he'll, a plane will fly over and he'll look up and he'll be like, oh, that's the blah 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 blah. From... And yeah. I'm like, yeah, it's a plane, Joel. <laughs> wow. Oh, that's cool. So yeah, but he's he's good at what he does, and he's good. He's a good mate, and plus we drink a lot of beer together. So. Fuck yeah, that's a win-win. Yeah. I see your stuff on TikTok. That's where I spend most yeah. of my social time these days. Yep. Yeah, me too. Yeah, <laughs> I know Hendo doesn't. So I'm on there all the time. Get on board, Hendo. I want to look at. Don't want to look at my weekly reports on how much time I spend on TikTok. But... Oh my god, no! Get on board the Chinese spyware, Hendo. You'll you'll fucking. <laughs> I actually don't think that it is. Hey, I'm very much like the amount that of information I share with freaking Google over my life since they started. Holy shit! Yeah, like they know more yeah, about me than anything. I mean, uh, American big tech's pretty concerning. China big tech's probably more concerning, but they're both pretty concerning. Mate, I I figure if they want to know whatever they do about me, 
an overweight 45 year old from Brisbane. <laughs> Go for it. <laughs> yeah. What kind of value are you getting out of that? Yeah, I'm certainly not unique. All right. All right. So let's get to the topics. We've got first one Gab's Can Design Awards are open for submission. Yeah, I saw that one come through. It, um, last year was pretty good. Uh, there was some really cool cans in there. And we put in, I was at Helios at the time, and we put in the Kronos White Stout can. Yep. Um, and I think we've also put in Harpy, which was a collab we did with Catchment um, nice. at the time. But, um, yeah, I think this year we're not putting anything in. We're still consolidating and doing stuff. But I always look forward to it. Yeah, I wonder if there'll be less submissions. It it does seem to me like there's like less energy in this area in the industry. Like like this was something I was always super excited about. I love love the design aspect of beer. I think it was it, it's such a like a it's a just a blank canvas. So you can just you can make up names, you can make up designs, and if if you can get wrap labels, you can basically design whatever you want on a can. So it's such a cool thing. And designers love it too. It's such a good opportunity to design something cool. But this year it seems like it hasn't been quite as much of that. Yeah, I think um, I think it's a number of factors. I think uh, the cost of living and the cost of doing business, they're impacting businesses. So they don't have as much time or money to spend on designers to do these yeah. things for them um, unless they can do it in-house. And a lot of them can't. Um, and then you've also got cost of everything going up it costs a lot to get your labels done it costs a lot to get them delivered all yeah. of these things where um are a factor and they're adding to people's costs and it adds to the beer and it adds to how much stuff you can do it's um, as well as and one of the other points that i saw on the list today was the abac mm. um all of that new stuff's coming so you've always got that in the back of your mind as well about what's what's going to happen is this okay yeah, exactly. You got a lot of a lot of things to think about when you put something on a beer can. You see some of those cans that came over from America, and you, you know they can just it's a it's a wild wild west over there. They do whatever the fuck they want. Um, yeah, they, yes, they can, but they can't. They, they do. Some states have some full on regulations, right? Um, but I, yeah, it's not like our ABAC is much more strict than what it is in America. Oh, hundred percent. There's like there's a beers that just go like full full. lollies. Yeah. Yeah, I think I saw a photo in um, someone posted in Brews News the other day, uh, like it's literally called Gummy Bears something. Yeah. And you're just like, no way. <laughs> yeah, oh, that's so funny because when, when one of the last staff beers we did at Black Ops before I left was for Corey and he wanted a gummy worm sour. And we we, yeah. we designed this beer, which I was, because I, I always looked after the design, like every can I was looking after it. And we did this beer label that was like this a, a cowboy riding a worm through like a field of lollies and it was a gummy worm sour and it's the sickest thing ever. And Corey was like <laughs> so stoked with this can. This is only like a, a year and a bit ago. And then we <laughs> I showed him and he's like, this is fucking awesome. And then we sat around and then we were like, um we definitely can't. Like we looked at it and we were like, we definitely can up with this beer out. Like this yeah. is straight up marketing to children. And I and I was I got so carried away with the process. I was like, I didn't see it at first. It happened more than once, but at that particular time, yeah. I didn't see it. And then when we looked at it again, we were like, we can't fucking put this can out. And I had to go back to Corey and be like, dude, I'm so sorry, but this is fucking <laughs> awesome. But this is going to be like for your private collection. Yeah. Yeah. Like how far down the road before you were like, no. We hadn't printed the cans, but we, we, we because I'd fucked this up so many times before, 
we put together a process where a couple of people need to look at every single can. They need to check off certain things. They need to tick off all the ABAC kind of requirements. And then, you know, there's yep. general things around, you know, is it likely to be offensive to anyone? It was, you, you kind of, you know, you take all the fun out of it basically. And yeah. then it's the end and three people need to sign it off. And one of the people, one of the persons was like, um, this is like, you can't do this. It was bright colors and cow yeah. Corey riding a fucking gummy worm. So, <laughs> yeah. And oh, and the worm was stoned because it was like a gummy. So it was, you know, there were so many things wrong with it that it was like, okay, we can't do this. But yeah, anyway, someone else's mm. joke was better than mine that day. <laughs> yeah, I would think, I think that too, like um, the Gabs, like the Can Awards gives us the ability because you'd be like me, you don't, so many breweries now and you don't see all the designs. You don't get to see all, you don't even get to know about all the beers that are around. Yeah. Um, and I reckon that that's where you hear about some breweries that stick out. You're sort of like, oh, shit, that's, that looks pretty cool. And you yeah. go and look at their brand and then you're like, oh, wow, that's, they've done really well with the whole branding. Yeah, and, and showcasing the designers too. I think that's really important. Like I know the the um when I submitted beers to it, the designers who had designed the cans were really into it. It was like a, it was a thing for them. It was, you know, something to hang their hat on. It was like, we you know, we, we, we made this list and – it's a, it's a cool mm. thing and it's showcasing specifically mentioning the designer and, you know, a lot of the designers that work in craft beer, like a lot of the people, that they're, they're not making a lot of money from it. You know what I mean? Like, no. like I said before, it's it's so expensive to put out individual cans. They're not making a lot of money. A lot of the times these designers are compromising to do these cans. So Yeah. Yeah, and there's a lot of – there's a lot of – and it's not just designers. Hey, there's a lot of ancillary businesses that support making beer. 100%. Um, that – you know, come in to help out and get things across. So yeah, it, it's it's very important, I think, to recognise the designers and recognise who everyone can in the industry. So it's good. Agreed. I I hope it goes well. Um. All right. Let's. Okay. Let's look. <laughs> speaking of which, the latest ABAC complaint. So in the notes here, I don't. Yeah. Do, do you have access to this document, or do you, have you just as Hando briefed you? What's happening here? Um. No. No. When I saw the post. On, that you put on Facebook asking for okay. questions. And instead of looking at that, I just clicked the links and I read the links, but I nice. didn't look at any questions. I was I was following Hendo's. <laughs> <laughs> nice. Well, um, the so the ABAC one, I've, I've linked you in the link I posted the Brews News article, but in the chat here on Zoom, I've linked the actual PDF report, which you can kind yep. of skim through. But, um, man, I just, I just wonder if, like, 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 I'm, how about this? I ask you this question: Does does anyone care about ABAC anymore? I think they do because they have to. Um, like, I th I think it's a case of a lot of businesses are just trying to make sure they do everything right now, um, because you don't want negative press. Whereas, I I don't know. It it's hard not to um, not to think about how things can impact other people outside of our industry with what you're doing. Yeah. But at the same time, like, man, I've been in the bar industry for, you know, well, shit, 20, 25 years. Um, and you know, even when you, when RSA first came in, it's just the most common sense, basic questions. Mm. And you just like, just, you, you can't fix stupid. And some of this stuff is just, there's just too many stupid people that you have to, you have to nail down to the lowest common denominator of all of these things. And, and that's, I get why there's so much strict strictness around it and why it is there. Um, 
and you yeah you, you kind of get it and it's all well and good to laugh about it and say yeah that's fine oh, we should let that through but then if it can hurt someone and it does so you sort of where is the line and I think that that's what ABAC's trying to find they're just trying to find that line yeah, but I just wonder like how seriously it's being taken because like if you look at this, if you look in the chat here, look at the PDF and look at some of the examples of stuff in this report, like it's it's shit that is so clearly like this, like this. Okay, let, let's go through it. We've got gravity seltzer, which apparently is a high. Is this the hydrating seltzer? This is just like yeah. that's <laughs> the okay. It's a healthy product. It's a hydrating seltzer. I mean, that's the Bilson's yep. one. It, Bilson's, it, it's got candy canes and ghosts and like children's shit. And then you got some guy sculling two beers at once. That's Cheeky Monkey. Oh, the Easy Seltzer is the hydrating seltzer that's apparently healthy. And then you got like yep. some guy with his cock out. Like, look at look at page eight of this report. That literally, it's this better be a thing. Yeah, like, what is yep. going on? Is, is, that, is that what's going on? He's got a something. He's got his cock out. I what is happening? I don't even know. <laughs> Oh dear, it's um uh, again though. Is that is it filmed in Australia? Well, that probably is. Well, I mean, I don't, I don't know what. I mean, I'm zooming in on this this monstrosity of. I, I don't even know. <laughs> <laughs> I don't even know what's happening. I don't know so, that you should be zooming in on something that's a monstrosity, mate. I mean, <laughs> I, I but I am because it's it, it can't look away. But the point is, like, better beer have fallen into this before. They obviously don't give yep. a fuck. I mean, they're, they're just they're sharing this shit that's clearly like not even close to being within the ABAC guidelines. Like they they don't they don't give a shit. The seltzer companies don't give a shit. This is some guy. I wonder though if wrong. they if they just don't understand the impact that it'll have. Like it's all well and good for us to bemoan ABAC, but if if we don't listen and the government like really take it on board and they just go, hey man. This is no good, and the government want to step in and regulate it, like they do the cigarettes. Like that—that's where it'll go. Um, and if you don't want it to go there, follow the ABAC, the ABAC rules. Yeah, well, it doesn't seem like people really give a shit. Like, they, like these companies obviously don't care because they're just continually. Well, I think because they're um, they're just they don't have any power. They just say can't do this. You need to stop doing it, but doesn't mean to say that then right. you can do things and liquor licensing can't come to your venue and go, hey, we saw this. We're going to check it and go through like all your records and stuff. And you don't, you definitely don't want that to happen. Yeah. And that's, and that's, I guess the thing is like, um, I don't want the government doing anything because they're, they're just so fucking useless at absolutely everything they do. But <laughs> what's the point of having a regulation that you don't need to follow? It's, you know, Eventually, yeah. you'll get people people like this who just don't want to follow it, and then it'll it, it just become a joke. I feel like it's getting to that point. Mm. Yeah, I've got. I don't think anyone's got the answer, which is why I think that they keep changing the code, and everyone just keeps trying to meet it as best they can. But um, I mean, I often wonder though. I was thinking about this today. Everyone talking about like the lollies and the confectionery thing. My seven-year-old, he doesn't eat any of that sort of food he's got junk food that's totally different to what i grew up with and i ate what's he working with and oh man he gets just these stupid little um self thing lollies that he pops open uh they're like mentos but they're not he's got these sour things that he eats Um, he actually doesn't eat a lot of sweets which is pretty good but um it's not like he's going out and getting lifesavers and hubba bubba and and all this stuff because there's so much junk food and shit nowadays 
That's actually Whereas good. I think if it's, if it's if it's aimed at like this sort of 30, 40 year old dudes and it's like a nostalgic thing, it might not be at all appealing. It, it, yeah, exactly. Um, so yeah, where where does it go? Because I don't know that a lot of kids are eating M and M's and shit because it's just chocolate and it's too boring for them. Whereas, <laughs> you know, I grew up on Skittles and M and M's and these things called Chocky Chockies and yeah, all sorts of weird and wonderful things that you just don't see anymore. So yeah, if they go out like if now that uh, fan tails have gone out of business and they're no longer a confectionery, does that mean we can use fan tails in a beer? Do a caramel caramel chocolate porter or something? Wait, you, I feel like you're giving away all your best right best ideas now. Just, just hold, <laughs> yeah. on, hold on to that one. <laughs> I just can't stop looking at this guy's piece. It's weird. I don't understand what what, what is this. It's it's weird. Anyway, I, right, I don't know. Sorry. Sorry. Right. <laughs> no, you don't look, be look sorry. Look at the ABAC report, screen. everyone, to, to learn about beer and uh, prosthetic cocks. I, I don't know. <laughs> yeah. right. I reckon he's like that. those guys that put those um, set of um, silicon balls on the back of their ute. Oh, yeah. True. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Uh, next news story: uh, Grain Fed opens in Newcastle. I, I only put this in here, you know, because the first time we went to Newcastle on a beer trip, I think it was actually before we had a brewery. Like it was when we were contract brewing. Um, yep. Would have been fucking twenty fifteen, probably like almost ten years ago. And Grain Fed um, was uh, Lachlan. He 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 came to our event, so we did like a a some sort of um, I don't know, uh, live Q and A or something at the at the grain store. Um, and he came to it, and then we we saw his beer everywhere. We like caught up with him, and it was just it was clear that he was like doing a lot of good shit in Newcastle. But there was these yep. bigger brands coming in, um, that were kind of you know starting the breweries and everything. And he he was he, I think he was just either home brewing or I think it's contract brewing, but it was a very very small operation. And yep. He's been in the industry for 19 years, according to this article, and that was yeah. almost 10 years ago. And I just think it's fucking cool that he's, he's now um now got a brewery. Yeah, like I I didn't even know who this person is. I've never heard of Grain Fed except for a mate who lives in Newcastle. I think he lives in Maitland, but he told me about Grain Fed, said how good it was, but it's like your mate coming from Western Australia, right? They're like, going, oh, yeah, this brewery's freaking amazing. And you're like, exactly. okay, cool. Yeah. Like, what do you know? <laughs> um, so, yeah, I was quite intrigued to read the article. It was quite good and sounds like he's bided his time and knows mm. what he wants. But um, at the same time, I did find it interesting that he said, oh, I probably wouldn't open a brewery now if I wasn't this far down yeah. down the road. So, yeah. 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 Must be a hard call to make for a lot of people. But if you've obviously invested so much time and passion already, it's, what do you do? Yeah, it's interesting. I mean, I, I think about my mates at Corumban, like they're, you know, getting close to opening and it's 2023. Like I would, like me and Luke used to sit next to each other and dream of having a brewery back yeah. 10 years ago. And yep. I'm now at, going through the whole Black Ops thing and I'm out of the industry and he's just about to open. And it's like, yeah. what timing is the best? Who knows? You won't know until 10 years down the track and, and we'll figure it out. I was talking to Smokey the other day and he was saying, he just goes, man, it's just, I've just got so much on my plate. I'm busy. There's just juggling balls all over the place and I don't doubt it because yeah ever since their last lease fell through they've been trying to get into another one and then kept it real right under the um 
under the rug about finding the new premises and buying the bigger brewery and all of that sort of stuff before they announced it. So yeah, I can't wait for him to open. It'll be exciting. Yeah, and you want people like that doing well. Like those are the, the exact kind of guys you want, you know, doing well. They're the kind of people that the industry is, you know. So that that like if, yeah. if people like Lachlan and Smokey and Lukey can make it work, it gives hope to a lot of other people to, to kind of live their dream, you know. So Yeah. Yep. Uh, the more the merrier I say, we just need to drink more beer. <laughs> okay, all right. I'm doing my best. <laughs> yeah. I'm about to finish this one and crack another one, so. All right, I'll hurry up. Jesus. Do you watch the oh, episode the other day when Hendo's like, I've drunk every day this week. I'm not going to drink tonight. And I was like, yeah. well, I haven't drunk at all said, this week, so I'm going to have a beer. He like, said one thing one. and he goes, I'll have one. <laughs> the old rubber arms on him, he's mm. not very good. I'm gonna, this isn't a sponsored thing either, but this is pretty special. So this is um, Hiker's. Oh, Ooh, Hiker, let me get a little screenshot of that. Nice. That's uh, their muddy boots, which is a milk stout. Seven. Oh shit, seven point nine percent. I didn't know. Oh, it was that big. What's that? What happens that can? Uh, this is a four forty mil. Jesus, what are the standards? Um, We're looking at like three, maybe. Are we? Two point eight. Jesus. Yeah. So, well, that's all right. But this is um, so this beer. Um, Phil's just come back from uh, Kokoda doing the Kokoda track, mm. and he took Actually, some of Kokoda. these beers over there. Actual Dakota. Look, not the bullshit gold over. One, just walk in your No, seat. that's it. Yeah, that's <laughs> the real one. <laughs> and he, um, yeah, he took a few photos. He showed me these, and he got a real good photo with this can sitting in between an actual pair of muddy boots um, on the trail, um, and a whole heap of other photos. But I'm drinking it out of my hiker pint glass. This isn't branded or anything, but oh, is that a skin glass? That... No, it's a pint. And I stole it on um, accidentally on the beer muter. Um, event that we had on between Ballistic, Helios, Slipstream, and um, and Hiker a couple of weeks ago. So and when you say accidentally, I didn't mean to. I'd been drinking beer all day, mm-hmm. and everyone in our group wanted to go home, and I hadn't finished my schooner, my pint of um, stout, and somehow no one stopped me, and I just managed to walk all the way outside and get in the Uber with my glass of stout. And um, mm, I don't know if I believe that story. I, I don't know. I don't remember doing it. All I remember is sitting in the back and drinking my beer. And my wife's like, what are you doing? Where did you get that beer from? And I was like, I wasn't going to leave it there. I hadn't finished it. But yeah, I didn't do it on purpose, but may as well drink their nice beer out of their nice glass. So. Can't pour a beer. Have a look at this thing. It looks pretty good. How, do do oh, you yeah. know how to do the canning there? Do they, do they have craft punks come in or? No, so they've got a little, um, I think it's a single head canning line at the moment mm. um, that it's good for them because like, they can pull out a keg and just attach a keg to it and can a keg. But Yeah, it, that's good. Uh, the same one they got a back, that, that little, I can't remember. Yeah, the I, think it's, yeah. I think it's similar to that. Yeah. Um, but I was talking to the boys the other day and they are getting another canning line um, in the next couple of weeks. Really? Um, so, yeah, so I think. Some some local company um, out in, I, I don't know where, I'd be spinning shit if I said, but yeah, someone in Brisbane. And um, hey, in a couple of weeks, we're just going to speed up their canning quite dramatically. So instead of spending, you know, a whole day canning 60 cases, they can do that in about two hours, two or three hours. So. Wow. That'll, um, but yeah, looking forward to that. Love the boys up at Hiker. So I often 
wander up there after um, I take a hike up there, as Phil would say. Nice. I take a hike up the hiker after I finish at Salisbury and have a beer or three. Nice and close. How's that beer? Give us a little review, Cheers. quick review on the beer. Oh yeah, oh yeah, nice. Yep, I'm. Uh, I'm going to be feeling that when I finish this one. Well, roasty or chocolatey or what? What are we working with? No, nice and um, there's chocolate there. It's not super roasty at all. It's like not astringent. It's really nice, lactose balanced, nice and sweet. Um, mm. yeah, no, it's good. Yeah, nice. very good. Funny doing this because I haven't talked so much uh, in a while, uh, except for doing podcasts where I normally just ask a question and then it goes. Like I still feel myself lisping and shit after because I still have a, my jaw's still not right. Um, oh I'm my god! The scooter, oh my god. yeah. And Jeez. so I'm still talking funny, and I can only hear it because I'm wearing headphones. I can hear it, hear my voice differently, and that's oh man, I'm like what a dickhead. Oh, interesting. <laughs> I didn't notice that. Yeah, you're like Kanye West when he recorded through the wire. You're like basically you're like got like like a cage on your face, and you're creating an epic piece oh. here on Boston the Brew episode number eighty five. <laughs> Hey, they didn't. wanted to. Uh, they told me they were going to wire my jaw shut for six weeks, and my, that was the scariest thing. That when I was coming out of surgery, I was thinking, "Man, I hope I don't have my jaw wired shut." And I didn't. So thankfully, Damn, that was good. Put off some weight. The song kind of would have been good. Yeah, yeah, yep. yeah. Okay. <laughs> 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 fuck, that was crazy. Fucking fuck scooters, man. Like proper. Oh, hundred percent. Yeah, I'll never get on them again. I yeah. see them everywhere. Like Gold Coast, because like, I've always been into like alternative modes of transport and Gold Coast is the best for it because it's so flat, flat everywhere. Yep. You can go everywhere and very, very loose police here. Like they don't give a fuck about anything. Um, but man, I see these kids. Like yesterday, I was driving down the highway, saw two young girls on a scooter come out at Nobby's in front of the cars, fly down the highway. And we're driving like down this thing. They've got no helmets on. They're flying on this fucking scooter, piggyback, like one, one behind the other. Doing like 60 yep. on the fucking highway. I'm just like, this is like, these are like someone's kids. Like, you fuckers are going to yeah. die. Stop this shit. 100%. And some crazy fact, like if you talk, when I was getting, um, like I had to keep going back to the facial surgeon in the hospital for my broken hand and shit, just to make sure everything was healing right. And they were saying that there's a huge amount of the fractures nowadays, like something like 50, 60% of fractures that go to hospital are from scooter accidents and shit. 100%. I mean, it just makes it, no fucking sense. You can't drive around on a device that, with tiny wheels with no protection yeah. on fucking footpaths and not hurt yourself. It's insane. Yeah. It would have – if I wasn't wearing the helmet, I would have I would have killed myself because my helmet where I slid in – I think about it now. I slid in, smushed my face, and my, helmet, my head hit the um, one of the steel girders on the Story Bridge. Oh and if God. I – and. Full crack the helmet. If I wasn't wearing the helmet, I would have been gone. But yeah, forehead. Oh my God. Forehead, eye socket, nose, cheekbone, my jaw right across here, two ribs in the hand. Yeah. And I, I've, never, I've never ever worn a helmet on those things. Fuck, man. Yeah. Full face or don't, or I, I, would, I, I can't even touch them now. If I touch them, I get PTSD. That's, that's fine. Yeah. Life is fine without scooters. You'll be just 100%. Yeah I, yeah. I don't need to get on them. That's fucking crazy. That's Catch one of the things I noticed about Hawaii as well. When I went there, I saw some dude ride past the like ride along the street on a fucking Harley without a helmet. 
And I was like, this motherfucker's done in a helmet. What the fuck's going yeah. on? Dude, it's fucking crazy. But that's just like normal. I don't, I don't give a shit. Yeah. No, it's fine over there, right? Fuck that. And now it's happening here on scooters. It's not a good idea. No. Yeah. Anyway. Um, wear your helmets. Yes. Heroes wear helmets. Remember that, kids. Um, we're up to topic number three, and our, our time on Zoom's about to run out. <laughs> <laughs> that's all right. We can. You can send me another link if we need to. Yeah, see what happens. Join them. I think it probably um, it probably takes a while. Like if I if I close this, I have to stitch it together. I really could be fucked doing that. Wait, what happens? I should just fucking upgrade. To be honest, I think they've got me. No, no, that's both in the bro. I don't want to upgrade there. Let's go. Yeah, fuck it. I'll upgrade. Why not? <laughs> I probably should. I had no idea that there was a time limit, but it makes sense. How much does Zoom cost? No idea. Oh my god, I have to work through this whole process. Like one, one, twenty, uh, two hundred bucks. Or, yeah, two hundred bucks. That's pretty good value. Reckon that's good value. I've used Zoom twice. Both oh my of god, these really? times it's been talking to you. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god. Um, skip this step. Stop trying to sell me for fucking shit. No more options. Just oh my god. This is way too this is way too hard. My Apple Pay. Yeah, it's fun. isn't it funny, hey, when you're used to doing online services and knowing how to make smooth transactions to take money off people, then you get to one of these clunky things and you're like how the hell are they still making sign-ups? Oh, my God. I mean, I'm just not even... I've only got an option to say back. That's it. Oh. Change. Oh, my God. You have an option here for Apple Pay, but then you select it, and it says in the fine print, Apple Payment only supported on eligible Apple devices running <laughs> Safari browser. And I'm on an Apple, but it's on Chrome. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Come on, man. Oh God. Okay, I gotta I gotta do this. Okay, let me I'm not I'm not gonna pause it. You just entertain the audience for a second, right? We've got yep, one minute and twenty-four. I can do that in one minute twenty-four. While we're here, let's talk about read out this uh muddy boots beer. So well, here we go. I can't read it because I don't have my glasses. Phil, one of the founders of Hiker, is leading a challenging hike along the Kokoda Track in July 2023. Oh, well, he's already done that. So, Muddy Boots is hitting tribute to a fitting tribute to the resilience and determination required to conquer this iconic trail, symbolising the Anzac spirit of mateship, courage, endurance, and sacrifice. Scan the QR code for updates on our trek next year. Oh, that's why Hendo wants to go. There you go. I don't have my wallet here. I think it's in my girlfriend's wallet. Yeah, my girlfriend's bag. <laughs> um, less than a minute. Okay. Well, well, we, we got nothing now. We got nothing. We All have right. to shut well. this down and restart. Yep. Right up. Okay. Um, I think it's going to take a while to like record, like to publish the video though. I'll message you. Okay. I'll be here. Let's see what happens. There he is. Hey, there he is. Back. 
Like, I forgot to ask you the most important question. Which which Adam Shell are you? Uh, the other one. Not that one, the other so, one? <laughs> yeah, there's there's a whole heap of us, and uh, there's 17 of us in a Facebook group um, that I created. Really? So, <laughs> <laughs> it's unique enough. Adam Shell not Facebook group? group? Yeah, there is. Yep. Wow. Yeah, but um, yeah, the one, the other one who's up here in Brisbane, he um, he used to work for Calibre uh, when he first moved up here. But I've been up here, I don't know, uh, thirty five years. Whereas he, weird flex, he moved. Yeah, yeah, big flex, <laughs> mate. But we we actually found out we're related um, through our family tree. So we're our great grandbrothers, great grandfathers were brothers. Really? Yeah. So That's yeah, how did you find that out? Just talking and family trees, and and both of our dads know each other. They they met each other when they were kids, and um, we know a lot of the same, um, like third cousins and whatnot, on the on the peripheral. So yeah, super weird and cool, but he's that a great is, mate. We get along. That's so, crazy. And he's got good taste. Yeah, apparently. Right, news item number four: Vic Container Scheme deposit rates announced. This is. From Brews News, the so Victoria have got their own container scheme now because Australia needs six different container schemes <laughs> for fucking every state, so that all the people can recycle the cans that they recycle anyway. Yeah, yeah. This um, I've got no idea what the rates are on other states. Like I read it and I saw it's twelve dollars fifty and twelve dollars thirty or something. But I was like, I've never had to do any of the rates and stuff. But I do remember Scott at Helios complaining about it and. I don't understand. It must be so hard for some businesses to work this out and to sort it out because every single state you have to apply and go through all the extra things. And then when you've got a new can release, if you're going to sell it into that state, you've got to go through how much you expect to sell there. It's like it's just it's just such a red tape nightmare. Um, it should be a federal level if it's going to be and much smoother. And like I don't – I go my local can deposit thing I don't have to scan anything. I don't have to scan the cans. I can put any can in there. Uh, I can put like silver bullets through um, if I want to, and I get ten cents. So mm. what's who's paying for that, or where's that coming from? Like there's there's no but fair. Also, but also why? Like what were you doing before the container scheme came out? What were you doing before then when you had a can of beer? What did you do with it? No, oh, just chuck it in the recycle bin. I mean, so you were fucking recycling it before. Now you're recycling it now, and now. As a result, yep. all these companies have to figure out six different container schemes in different states. I'm making that number up because I don't think it's six, but yep. whatever, you get the point. Multiple different. There's someone employed by all these businesses figuring all this shit out. People are driving yeah. their cars. You know, they're like, there's a guy, literally, I, my office in my house is at the front of my house. When, we, when I'm working on a Thursday, a guy comes out in the front and empties everyone's recycling bin Puts it into his fucking Subaru. Like I live in Mermaid Beach. It's like it's a fucking yeah. one of the nicest suburbs in Queensland for now until yeah. this weekend. But I'm enjoying it while again. But yeah, yeah. He, he he digs all the fucking cans out of there. He puts them into his Subaru. He obviously burns all the fuel to get to the fucking container place. Puts it in there. Makes a small amount of money. Those cans yep. are getting recycled anyway. They always fucking were because we've got a system where everyone knows about recycling. We're not fucking idiots. Yeah. We've all got to recycle. No, we're- all the Our country as a whole anyway. is pretty good with recycling. Amazing. What the fuck is the point? It's just creating more problems. Mm. 
more difficulty, more money, more government red tape, more people employed and probably private contractors selling these companies, getting the contract for these deals. Fucking disaster. Yeah, I, I don't know. My um, We do it just uh, so, yeah, it all paid. Um, he gets up and helps me and he throws them in the thing. He finds that fun. and I mean, it takes us an extra 20 minutes because he's doing it, but he puts it in his money box and it goes in his savings. So it's it does nothing. I don't keep it or anything. But, um, yeah, I, I used to do it when I was a kid. I used to collect cans and chuck them in. Chuck them yeah, same. That was fucking 40 years ago, and that's awesome. But you know what happens in 2023 is you don't need to do that because people already fucking recycle their cans. They chuck them <laughs> exactly. in the recycling bin. Yep, I know. Yeah. Going back to that, you just said, well, you're moving out. You've got to move this weekend. You found somewhere. Yeah, to well, live. I've got I've got till till um the following weekend to move, but I'm moving this week. Well, I'm I'm um doing my own moving this weekend, and then Monday I've got the removalist coming, and then I'm I'm out of the dungeon. So yeah, it's a bit of yeah. a bit of an effort, but that's that's yeah, well, wow. yeah, cool, yeah. yeah, good relief to find somewhere to go. Ah, oh, yeah, yeah. I mean, renting is not super fun at the moment. It's Bit of a pain in the ass, but super you know, difficult. Yeah, yeah, but it's yeah. I mean, it's yeah, it's sad, you know. Like it's a, it. I worked, I worked for basically my whole life to have this house, and then pretty much had to sell it. So it's it's not yeah, it's not a fun move. But you know, yep. I I had the benefit of living here. I had it for a while. That feels good. And lexicon I, half, mate. You got to live in the lexicon half house. <laughs> yeah. Yes, exactly. Exactly. Well, hopefully it'll be here for a while. It's, you know, the lexicon is visible from the street, so you can drive past yeah. it and check it out. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> All right. All right. Now, one more news story before we get into questions. Barossa Valley Brewing clean up the SA Brewing Awards. This was some fucking result. Oh, this was super interesting. So they got a, a gold, I think, for every beer that they entered, or at least a They medal. got a medal for every beer, but um, yeah. But this gold. is the... AI Venture Brewery as well. They have like a lot of their beer recipes that they put through the AI system that they use um, on to make how to make the best AI best beer to win awards. Oh, and, really? oh yeah. There's they've got a separate company which um, oh, I can't remember what it's called now, but they the separate company is like AI for breweries. And um, yeah, super interesting. Uh, obviously getting them results um but yeah but uh i can't i can't remember what it's called still pretty cool though to see all of those results it's obviously uh working for them um i was thinking about the ai thing when i was looking at the gab's can design awards because when um a year or not quite a year ago i did like an ai beer can and yes i thought it would be it would be fun to submit an ai design beer can to the um, Gabs Can Design Awards, and but then I thought about it. And I thought, you know, the, the spirit of those awards is to celebrate designers. And if you sell, if you submitted an AI beer can to that and you did well in it, that'd be kind of shit. And I love designers yeah, too like, much. So I saw a um, a thing about AI the other day. Um, it said, "I thought we were promised that computers were going to take over all the shit jobs, and the, and we give us more time for the arts and the enjoyment." Right. Um, and all I can see now is the AI is just doing arts and writing poems and shit. And that's what I want to do. Right, exactly. Mm. Dude, the AI just like never ceases to amaze me. Like I've used it for 
Okay, I've used it for two different things that I wouldn't even have thought, and I've just defaulted to it because I know it's there. First off, I'm looking at buying a business. Yep. And yeah, it's um, I and so I. One of the final things I worked on the Black Ops was trying to understand our inventory and understand the cost accounting yep. associated with that inventory because we, you know, the start of 2022, it's, you know, things were like getting like, oh shit, like it's getting real tight. We need to understand this stuff a lot better. So I spent a lot of time on that. And with this new business, it's a, it's, it's not in beer, but it's somewhat tangential to beer. Like it's a sort of a similar thing, but a much simpler thing. And I was looking at the yep. PL and do, going through the due diligence process for it. Um, and I was like, you know what? I, I remember quite a bit of what I worked on, but I need a bit of a freshener up. And so I put like a real specific question into ChatGPT or BARD or, or uh, maybe both. And it was like, okay, if you're doing cost accounting for a manufacturing business, um, what what line of the balance sheet should you attribute this particular thing to at this particular time? Like it's a super specific question. And it just gave me yep. like a fucking awesome response. Like the, the type of thing that you would definitely have asked an accountant about at one point. Yep. Um, and there was things like that, like during the due diligence process, I was using ChatGPT and Bard like nonstop. And I know the data is not hundred percent right, but like what it was telling me was like pretty fucking accurate. And the, and the other thing I'd used it for was we're moving to a place that's on the corner of a canal. And I've always wanted to live on the water and have like a little boat on the canal, but this place, this rentals on like right on the, like the end yep. and there's no room for a pontoon. So I wanted to know yep. if I could buy a little tinny and just like keep it out the front of my house. And so I did the yeah. awesome thing of Googling it and it led me to a PDF, which was like a government regulation. that was a hundred pages long. I yeah, that was so hard there. to read. Yeah. <laughs> So I went to Bard and I, po I pasted that thing into Bard and I said, well, I, I did two things actually. I emailed the local government agency to ask them the question because that's what you would traditionally do. Yep. And then I also put into Bard and I said, can you please look at this document and tell me, am I able to put a boat at the end of this little canal thing so I can have a little tinny at the front of my house? And Bard led me in this direction of like, it was like, Okay, you can't put a boat there 24-7, but if it's on your land and if it's within council borders, it becomes a council problem and not a waterways problem. And it's like, okay, so you have to drag the boat up out, out of the water into like your land, basically. And I'm like, okay, well, if yep. you have to drag the boat, how light does the boat have to be in order to drag it? So then I'm 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 like, all right, well, how much does a Quintrex 420 to the four <laughs> motor weigh? It's like 700 kilos. So well, oh, sorry, 700 pounds. So two, I don't know, 350 kilos. And then it was like, well, I was like, well, how many people does it take to slide a 350 kilo boat, <laughs> 20 degree gradient up a canal to get it onto your property? It was like two adults can can achieve that. But if you go any heavier, and then I was like, well, we've, we've got five of us, me and me and my two kids and Erin and her little kid. I was like, we've got five, yeah. kids, but one of them is six. Does that count on the person limit on a Quintrex 420? Because that's the heaviest boat I can buy. And I said, well, no. The, you know, the kid limit only goes up to 12 years old. So the smallest kid doesn't count. So you can actually get a four kid limit boat. Yeah. <laughs> I'm like, all of this happened within Bard and ChatGPT. I'm like, this is, it's fucking game changing shit. Yeah, it really is. I, I use it constantly, all the time. Yeah. Just to find different things or to use it for inspiration. Like say, oh, give me a list of 10 things that I can do for this. And it does it. 
and I go, oh, great. And I I never, ever copy things verbatim, but I always like go, oh, I pull something out and then I'm typing away, building exactly. on what it gives me yeah. of what I want to do for it. So, yeah, that's it's like, great. It's I like having it. a, a colleague next to you that is like 70% proficient in everything. So every time you yeah, have a problem, and- you ask that person and, and you consider whether or not the opinion is you know, useful to you and maybe sometimes it won't be, but mm. they're there all the time. It's fucking unbelievable. Yeah, and 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 it's way more informative than you know the colleague next to you who doesn't know that stuff that they're just ready to go. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Here you go. Yeah, and by the way, with with my boat story, I got a reply the next day from the from oh, the yeah? agency, <laughs> yeah. whatever the waterways agency, and he said because because part of my message was like I see people on the canals with a little boat out the front all the time. Like I assume it's fine, and he basically replied back the next day, which is pretty good for a government agency. Um, and he said, well, if you see that, it's because it's too hard for us to police that because we've got more important bigger fish to fry, but you can't leave a boat out the front. It needs to be on your land. And so he basically, he told me the same shit, but a day later and with yeah. a fraction of the information. And I'd already figured it out by that point. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It was worthless to you. Yeah. All right, we've got oh I've got I've got it I've got one adzy reacts actually. Oh, okay, cool. Do you wanna have you got some like extremely inappropriate shit you don't want to share on your screen? If not, you can share your screen. No. How do I share my screen? I'm gonna turn into the now I sound like I know I don't know what I'm doing. And I don't right, let me go security and I'll go um lab oh you can do it. Yeah, you should have a, a green screen share button. Oh yep. Click that and then then click on chat and click on that link in the chat. Oh, shit. Don't feel bad because every time we do this, it doesn't work either. Yeah, no, I'm just trying to find what you said about chat. Do I have to share sound? Yes, you have to share sound. Here we go. Have you got a link? All right, okay. where's your um? So, where's your Zoom? Uh, oh, hang on. This is like Zoom. I've only got. Menu. Yeah, bring up the Zoom. I've only got a Zoom menu. There should be a chat in Zoom. Yeah, I've only got a single screen. That's the problem. Yeah. Okay. Well, have it. Oh, hang on. Here we go. There we go. Oops. There we go. Right. Your reaction to this. Wait, you got sound? Turn on sound on the Facebook video. Oh, shit. Here we go. <laughs> so this is a fucking... This is a regatta up in Darwin. This, uh, they do this every year. It's great. So they, they're on the river and they're building these vessels out of beer cans. Yeah. Not just beer think, cans, but... Um... <laughs> yeah, that's great. Uh, I've seen that heaps of times. I don't know that you'd be able to do that with like a Darwin stubby. Yeah, that's so cool. They're like building entire boats out of like beer cans. Yeah. Yep. That's amazing. Right. Well, that was that was that was all I had for Hadzi reacts. So. <laughs> oh, that was cool. Um, 
All right, let's get on to oh wait, before we get on the to 12 questions, I we've got to get a, an over-under prediction. So this this will okay. not yep. towards the, the flano because this isn't Hendo score or a flano or anything. Yep. Exactly, because you're not Hendo, obviously. But I want to know your so Ricardo, Danny Ricardo is back in F1 this weekend. Yep, excited as for that. It's an, it's it's look, it's made all the media, but I have some concerns. He's in Alpha Tauri, which is the worst car in the sport. Yep. He's against Yuki Sonoda, who's a pretty fucking good driver. So I want to I want to hear your prediction. Qualifying in the race, where's Ricardo going to finish in relation to Sonoda? I think he's going to be above Sonoda in both, um, unless there's an incident. Like I, I wonder if there's a back marker in one of the because there's a lot of things like um, way back in the day where they used to tell people, I'll just crash into him. Yeah, it'll take you out, but it takes them out as well. Um, I wonder if that will happen just to make it worse, but I, I don't think it will. Uh, I think Danny will come out on top of Sonoda. Probably, maybe not this race, but overall, mm. I think he will. Because he's got skills. I remember when he joined Red Bull, uh, when he took over from Weber, and he mm. was against Vettel. And it was the same year that red, the regulations changed and they took out like a lot of the driver assist and Ricardo was just trouncing over Vettel yeah. right and centre. He's a fucking good driver, but... He's a, he's a great driver. I, I reckon... I, I'll say yes for both. Quality and the race. Danny will come out on top. He might oh. not be um, way ahead. Like he might just be one place, but yeah. All right. I'm, I'm, I'm not, I don't want to put this out there, but I'm going to because it, it's a thought that's in my mind. It's something no one's talking about, but Ricardo, he was challenging Max at Red Bull, but he was getting beaten by Max, so he left. He was, he wasn't. But not he, by a lot. He, he didn't beat Lando Norris at McLaren. He was close. He was. Yeah, but that car was designed for Lando. He was, he was in, in the end, he was probably better at Renault than his co drivers, but not by much. He wasn't particularly good. Yuki Tsunoda is a very good driver. He's much younger than Ricardo. If Ricardo, like he's going into the worst car in the sport against a pretty good teammate, mm. also a teammate that potentially could get the Red Bull drive in 2025. And by the time 2025 comes around, Ricardo's going to be like, what, 35? And Yuki's going to be way younger. Yeah. And an outcome here that is actually absolutely possible is that Yuki beats Ricardo consistently. And takes a Red Bull drive in 2025, and Ricardo's just gone from, from the sport. I don't yeah. want to put that out there, but I'm just saying it's a possibility. Uh, one thing that I have learned uh, of watching Formula One as long as I have, I don't think anyone can predict what is going to happen in Formula One. Yeah. There is there is so much happening all the time that changes with drivers and teams and principles and money and um, technique. It's there's always something like they're like, oh, yeah, blah, blah, blah. It's going to happen. Like Mercedes were winning left, right, and center up until two years ago. Um, before that, it was then, Red Bull. Red Bull were winning every fucking race. Exactly. Yeah. And then before that, it was the um, it's Ferrari and um, mm. with Schumacher. Like it's, it just goes through these bouts. Um, so, yeah, it, I, I don't think you can ever predict what's going to happen. No one knew that Max was going to be you know, so far ahead of everyone this season, which is, that's why there's so much pressure on Perez because Perez isn't even performing with the rest of the pack. He's just, there's like Max and then there's everyone else. And the everyone else race is really good. 
Yeah. But you know, the start of the season, like the first like five races, because I, I listen to the, the BBC F1 podcast every week. And yep. literally the, the conversation was, wow, Perez is actually doing really well this year. Like he could challenge Max for the title. Every week it was that. And now yep. like Perez is going to lose his job. He's done. Yeah, because when the, when the driver is like winning every race, qualifying, like how many um, slam dunks has Max had every week where he's got yeah the quality? Exactly. The race, the fastest lap, like it's, it's every single time. You're like, yeah. shit, man. And I can't stand Max, which is even more annoying. So. He's a bit of a cunt. I'll give him, I'll give him that. But like, yeah. <laughs> they all are. Like, like they, they all are. They're just different in how they're presented to the media. Imagine. Oh, yeah, but he's still arrogant. You've got to have that bit of arrogancy about you. Um, but yeah, yeah, he is. The Ricardo, I, I love Ricardo. And I'm stoked to see him back. So it was good. Yeah, I'm, I'm cheering for him, but I'm worried. I'm very worried because he's made some. Oh, he's made some so unfortunate decisions with his career that, like, it wasn't even wasn't a bad decision. It was just it didn't go his way. And I feel like this could it could be another one. Like he he left the grid because he didn't want to have a shitty car to drive, and he's come back mm. into the worst car in the sport. Against a very good driver who's much younger, but did you see the conspiracy theory, theory that they reckon that um, it's from Liberty Media has put pressure on uh, Red Bull to put Danny Rick in there because Drive to Survive on Netflix um, has so many followers and Liberty Media is so powerful with Danny as a um, I believe as that. a draw card in the US that they that. pushed pressure on him and said he needs to be in a car. We need him in. Drive to survive. I, I 100% <laughs> believe that. That makes so much yeah. sense. That makes so much yeah. sense. But also, is there any incentives for that? Like, they've, like, because apparently the way it happened was they had that drive test. And after like 10 laps, Christian mm. Horner rings up Helmut Marco and he's like, uh, Ricardo's fast as shit. And Helmut's like, yep. no worries. Rings up Nick DeVries. Ah, sorry, mate. You're out of a job. Yeah. yeah. He's in the middle of his fucking drive. I oh, know. Yeah. It's, um, hey. And that's the thing too, which is I think that's more impressive though with Ricardo is that it was a test. Like they, these are tires that no one's done on their compounds that everyone's got, and Ricardo's yeah. fanging around. You know, would have been on the front row with Max, and and they. It's interesting that they said he did times fast enough to be on the front row. They didn't say he did times fast enough to be faster than Max. Oh come on, and he's they, not faster than Max. There's no chance he's faster than Max. What was the gap? on the qualifying between him and um, Lando. It wasn't a lot. True. So yeah. that's like fucking bee stick between them. Other than that, mm. I reckon he might've been faster. Oh God. I hope so. I don't think so. Yeah. No, I, I don't know. But yeah, that to be on the front row with Max is pretty quick. Let's let, let's see if he can beat Yuki. Let's not get, get carried away. Oh, you got to get carried away. All right, we've got we've got twelve questions. Perfect. The rules are: I post in the group, I say what we might be talking about, and I ask for questions. Normally, I make people put in good punctuation, and um, at least half of the questions are shit. And sometimes they're really good. Hopefully, this week they're really good. Last week they were, they were really good. So let's let's see how we go. Yeah. Yep. Question number one. Wait, there. All comments. Okay. Luke Phillips, wait dot. There's a Jack Daniels infused Mai Tai. What rock have I been hiding under? Okay, so I said Hendo was drinking Jack Daniels infused Mai Tais in Thailand or wherever the fuck he is on the white lighters. Yeah, yep. 
anyway, there's not actually. I made that up. Right, right. Yeah. <laughs> right. Lee McAllister smiling. Will Hendo be a better or drunker coach for the experience? I think he'll be a better coach. Mm. I know how serious he is about it. And um, there's a lot of things that Hendo doesn't joke about, and that's safety and money. Yeah. <laughs> I think, yeah. I think um, he's putting his, all his effort into this because for him, and, and I totally get it too because I'd love to be able to do it, he's doing it for a lifestyle change. He's doing it so that he can build himself up and get to the point where he doesn't have to worry about mm. his life and he gets to do what he wants. So, yeah, I'm looking forward to seeing what he does. Nice. Oh, that's good. Jeez, you're a fucking nice guy. You should come back on more often. I'm, I'm sick of the fucking asshole who only does this podcast. That's, that's yeah. a great answer. <laughs> All right. Paul James, question, Colin. Is Hendo actually a fun call? He lays bugs claims. Does he mean big claims? I don't know. Bugs, he is 100% a great funkle. Cade um, calls him Hun- Uncle Hendo. Um, if I'm driving around listening to the podcast and I'm picking him up, pick Cade up, he'll get in the car straight away and he'll go, is that Hendo? <laughs> uh, he knows. <laughs> he knows He knows all the time and every time that we're going around with the Hendos or we're going to see Hendo. Um, to the point now where I say, oh, I'm just going to see a friend. He goes, Hendo? And I'm like, no, mate. Oh, no, my God. Not, wow. Not Hendo, but. No, uh, he's he's a he's a great guy um, in a lot of respects, and yeah, being a funkle is one of them. That's he's nice. a bit of a drunk. This is too, actually like I, I complimented on you and being nice before, but now it's actually too. <laughs> no. I'm, I'm like I'm sick he, of this. He's a bit of a drunkle as well. Um, okay, that's a... good. <laughs> I, I, yeah. One thing I think is Hendo, he won't listen to this episode. So if you want to just say he's an asshole or, you know, whatever, he, he doesn't listen to it when he's not on it. His, his ego is so big, he, he's not interested if he's not involved. So if you want to say anything you bad, it'd be the one episode where I say something and he goes, I fucking heard that. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Bo Curtis. Question, Colin. Do the Gabs Can Designs actually award good design or just fun and cool artwork doesn't really matter? Well, I think, uh, I remember, um, what was it? Would have been a couple of years ago, we entered Cerberus um, as a can design. And I'm not, I had a lot of people saying, oh, that they voted because they liked the beer. But they didn't always say they liked the can. And I wonder if, like, sometimes the people who are voting are just voting because they like the beer, not necessarily the can design. Yeah. But then how many times are you looking in a bottle shop and you pick up a can before you even taste the beer based on the design? And then if the beer is great, then it just makes that beer, you know, that whole experience much better. Exactly. So, and I think the, the way, if, if, it, if it works the same way as it used to, the way it worked is, the public would vote into the top ten, and then the the experts would choose the top ten. So, yep. choose the order of the top ten. Yeah, yep, yeah. Well, I hope that that's still the case because yeah, I think there needs to be that adjudication there. Yeah, I well, my my humble brag is that um, for all the years that this competition has been r- running, I've made the top ten finalists every year. <laughs> yeah, right. Nice. So are I, you hope? Are you? Are you going to be stoked if Black Ops gets something in there? Well, I wasn't involved, so no, I don't care anymore. Yeah, no, yeah. 
<laughs> and also, I don't. I've looked at the designs that are coming out, and I'm just like, oh, I don't know. I, you know, yeah. I feel like we're not going to make it, but I don't know. Yeah. <laughs> I've been paying that much attention, but no, the the design is like a thing that I'm super into. And his question is, does it reward good design or just fun and cool artwork? And like my answer would be, I think it's good design. Difference. Like, yeah, like fun and cool artwork is is a big part of the process and a big part of why people buy beer. And yep. To your point, the if if people are buying it because of the product and not because of the can, then that might be equally as you know legit because it, uh, it is voting for that's what I mean. Like, yeah, I think are people voting because they like the beer, not necessarily the can design, but but who pe- knows? people's opinions on the beer are influenced by the can design. It's like if you if you. Mm. You know, like I, I really want to buy a Tesla. I've wanted one since 2017. Why do I want one? Is it because of the functionality of the vehicle or is it because of the brand? Yep. I don't know. It's it's both things combined. And yeah. you can't separate one from the other. And that's why I think design is really important. And I think it's really awesome that it gets showcased in this kind of thing. Mm. Um, I guess the, the important thing is the product has to be good. And I don't yeah. think I don't think a beer would do well in these awards. If the product wasn't good, because yep. like if you release a beer and you know the design of the can is cool, but the product is shit, no one's going to see the design because no one's going to buy it, no one's going to talk about it, and it's not going to make the finals. No one's going to care. So it has to be both. And I think yeah, a cool design, a cool artwork versus actual design for purpose. Like at the end of the day, it's a fucking beer can. They're all exactly yeah. the same. And it's just something yep. you see. Um, yeah. And it's it's a good thing, in my opinion. Cool. We got nine right. minutes. But <laughs> <laughs> oh, Curtis, how does Dan really feel about tribe? Hey, I my fucking rant last week was not about tribe. It was about companies continuing to trade at the expense of their suppliers, and I think it's fucking wrong. And when they know that they're struggling. Yeah. And I don't know anything about tribe. I said that last week. I don't know anything about yeah. the situation or their circumstances. I just, I'm a fucking, I'm a romantic. I have a romantic ideal of business, which is you can design things well. You can make good product. You can treat your customers and your staff really well, and you can have a good time doing it. And hopefully you can make some money. And that's my ideal dream of what a business could be. And when you see businesses that, you know, I've just, sapping the life out of their suppliers to stay in business and then rich people swoop in and take them over as a result i fucking hate it yeah I mean, that's yeah it's nothing to a tribe it's just a general feeling and principle yep. how to feel about business yeah it's just a shitty situation on all of those i think yeah fuck you, you could you, you're you you mentioned you know as you came on you're you're coming into it from the other point of view did, did you listen last week do you think i was way off with yeah. yeah yeah no i don't think so no it's um it's very I think it's a very touchy subject at the moment because so many people are having to go through it. But um, I think that people forget that people are involved. The business comes out and mentions all of this stuff. There's a lot of people involved and a lot of people get affected and continue to get affected for a long time afterwards. And yeah, that's that's the hard part because they didn't ask for it. They're just trying to get in and do their job. Yeah, I think that that's, that's what you need to remember as well. There's a lot of people involved and a lot of people get affected that shouldn't be. 
Yeah, hundred percent. And yeah, I wasn't trying to. I definitely wasn't trying to have a go at anyone in particular. And I know that everyone involved would be struggling. I just, yeah, mm. I just don't like the fact that 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 can go on. And yeah, I can move on. Right, Luke Cooper. Question: Is this the beginning of a spiked soft drink wave in Australia? And we've got oh, hard solo alcoholic lemon. Oh, oh wow, really. All of that stuff is just a continual thing of people because seltzers didn't work, so now they're trying to work out why, and it's because there wasn't enough sugar in it to be sweet, and they know that people are buying like vodka and solo. And... Wait, so this is actually solo? So how 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 can <laughs> wait how can ABAC companies not mention soft drinks and kids that are, uh, drinks that appeal to kids, but solo can bring out alcohol infused? Solo. Same way that you can buy a JD and cola, I guess. Not JD and Coke, though. Well, it is Coke, but they just have to call it cola because they don't want to associate. No, they don't want to associate Coca-Cola with alcohol. That's why it's just called cola. Interesting. Is this like those 196? Those are super popular. Uh, I think it's just every time you see the, you pay a license to Coke to get their syrup and they mix it with their RTD. That's the you know, a funny, a funny thing anyway. today because because Luke Cooper's asking us and he obviously works at Sober, which is a non yeah. Um, I saw a thing on LinkedIn today of the, the one of the guys behind Heaps Normal, and he was like, "Oh, we're lobbying government to get marijuana drinks legal, why aren't they yeah. legal in Australia?" It's like, "Oh fuck, here we go." So like the non-out companies are now going to sell drinks that are infused with marijuana, which is a mm. drug, obviously, and. So and this is going to become like the healthy drink to drink. It's like the thing to avoid alcohol. You're going to just drink weed, and the brands that are selling non-alcoholic beer are going to sell like weed-infused beers. Well, while we were while we were having that break before, I don't know if you noticed on on Facebook, but um, on Brews News they posted that company Sands Drinks has gone into VA. Um, so there's I, a whole lot of that non-alcoholic space, and they're trying to just put things in to make it like yeah. Hey, I don't know. I think beverages as a whole has gotten so complicated. Um, like it's just a drink and we just keep adding different stuff. So it's all designed on marketers and people wanting to make money. So it's just, it's just hilarious that like marijuana has become the thing that's like healthy for you. It's like the, the healthy. It's so drink. big over in the States. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> all the, all the health, health conscious people are taking a fucking hallucinogen. Yeah. Good for you. Like, okay. So what's this Sands? I'm looking at this now. Sands drinks beer. I don't know. Do you know them? I don't know them. They're just a 100% alcohol-free um, bottle shop, basically. Oh, okay. I, I saw a story about one of them opening this week, and it was like the coolest thing. It's like a non-alcoholic bottle shop's open. Okay. Uh, it might have been, yeah, one of those Dan's, was it? Or no, no. They had that, that section. Yeah, okay. I don't know. Oh, it's fucking weird. All right. I'm 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 obviously too old for this shit. <laughs> Danny Glover from fucking whatever the movie that was Lethal Weapon or whatever. Lethal Weapon. Yeah. Have you seen the movie? Have you seen the meme where it's like Danny Glover was like 41 when he said he was too old for this shit? <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> All right. Um fuck, I just totally lost the thread because oh here we go, here we go. All right. Next question. All comments. Uh, Steve Hendo Henderson asked the questions. Question: Colin, do you miss me? Yep. 
<laughs> I don't miss you, Endo. Hey, Endo, it would have been good when you told us you'd handed over the instructions for the Zoom to Adzi and you yeah, could send it through a rock star room. link. That would have been good if you did yeah. that. That would have been sweet. It would have been, yeah, but we do miss you, Endo. Yeah, no, I don't. I'm... Yeah, watch watch the episode if you actually get this far because then you can see your noggin in it anyway. So Exactly. All right, question. Everyone wants to know, nobody wants to ask, which one? The other one. The good one. The true yeah. OG. Oh, returning question, Louis G. Adam Beer update. That's, That's not on me. I'm super keen. Um, Phil and Dan seem like they're up to it. I've given them a recipe that I've that I've brewed twice. Um, Yet AI involved, to... or you, you just no, any... no, no. This was years ago uh, that I've brewed it a couple of times. Um, so yeah, it's up to them what they want to do and tweak for their system. But from what I understand, they have got a barrel there and it's ready to go. All right. Well, someone needs to push this. I mean, last time we did it, I owned a brewery, like a, a bunch of them, and we still like, couldn't really get it done. So I feel like I'll talk to Phil and Dan. I'll go up to Phil and Dan. And okay. Yeah, you do. It. You come there every week. You might as well. You might as well do it. Yeah, yeah. I'll talk to them. All right. And then I re- I replied um, to this thread saying, "Why did I give up this to do a podcast with twelve listeners?" Because I just went to the surf club. We were going to go to dinner. I had to leave to come do this podcast, and it was Palmy night. Oh, wow. Yeah, okay. P-A-R-M-I. <laughs> so traditional palmy, Aussie palmy, Spaniard palmy, Smokies palmy. There you go. A lot of palmies. Yeah. All right. I think we're good. We're, we're, we've got two minutes before this thing runs out again, so I think we should wrap. Yep. Yeah, I think we've done well. Talked about a lot mate. of stuff. Yeah. It's been good. Work, it's been mate. How, how can again, people follow, follow your, your content? Uh, just Google Aussie Beer Voyage and you'll find us where on YouTube and all of the podcast streaming services. So TikTok, if, yeah. you, if you're unlike Hendo and you're happy with Chinese spyware, get on TikTok. Yep. Yeah, we're on oh. TikTok and all sorts, Instagram, Facebook, everything's there. Joel does it all. Nice. Even even a different one that we had. What was the new one that we signed up for? Parlor? Clapper. Oh, I don't know. I don't know. Have you heard of Clapper? I don't. I don't think we should be talking. Right. It sounds very suspicious. We didn't. <laughs> we didn't do threads because of all the publicity around you that linked to your Instagram. And if you delete threads, it deletes your Instagram. So I saw that. Um, bullshit, but yeah. Okay. Yeah, that's the only reason why we just waited because they'll change that. Threads gets up, but I'm not sure that threads will. Nah, fuck threads. Um. Yeah. All right. Well, I appreciate it, mate. Too easy, man. Appreciate I wish you all the you, best. I appreciate uh, you coming on and um, we'll chat to you soon. Yeah, yeah. We need to catch up for another beer when both of us aren't at Gab's and we've had too yeah. many already. <laughs> right, see you, mate. Cheers, mate. See you. Yes.